there a doctor in the house? Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Doctor. 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 And doctor. It's time for Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Rashid Batar. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. The doctor is in. Y'all remember going to the doctor when, you know, before you listened to the Robert Scott Bell Show, all those years ago, when you went to the doctor, it was a regular thing. Like I did. I grew up going to doctors all my young life till I was 24. Actually, I gave up on them at 19, I'll be honest. I guess they don't know what they're doing. They're poisoning me. But then again, I remember back to those times when you were in the waiting room. I don't know, Super Don, if you have memories of this. And if you're a kid, they had, like, the Highlights magazine. Or when you got older, they had People magazine. <laughs> right? I, was, like, yeah, I you so remember, remember the Highlights magazine, yes. You do. And it's like, yeah. kids everywhere, come in, get your shot, read a Highlight magazine. Yeah. Here's some more antibiotics, kids. This one's with pink kind of goo. It's sweet tasty. And I feel like I'm in that waiting room right now because... Rashid Batar, Dr. Batar, is probably taking care of a patient somewhere, and I uh, haven't heard from him at the moment. That, so You know, i, I got to tell you, you are what? like the king of, mm-hmm. of flashbacks mm-hmm. uh, to like details of stuff that I probably never would have thought of until, I, you know, for the rest of my life. The Highlights magazine in the waiting room, that is yeah. so cool because it seemed like... Every doctor had a subscription to Highlight magazine. Oh yeah, it was it was part of the propaganda for kids. Or how about what? How about this? How about Boys Life? But me, I don't, I don't, I don't think I ever no? read that. Reader's Digest. So. Yes, Reader's Die. Remember the Reader's Digest as well. Right. So they had funny jokes in it. But hey, the the reason that it came to mind, uh, Don, is is that I just realized we're waiting for Godot. I mean, I mean, Dr. Batar, <laughs> and God love him. But I was like, oh, I remember being in the waiting room for doctors, and uh, yeah, here we are. Anyway, on with the show. we got a really yes. big show this hour. Uh, we hope to hear from Dr. Batar momentarily. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, one of, our, one of our friends out there said, said to me, uh, well, he made you work on Memorial Day. <laughs> it's like, and he doesn't show up the week after. Yeah. Wow, wasn't that interesting? I know, I know that uh, Ty Bollinger would have a field day with this. Yeah, uh, that's okay. Hey, maybe we'll see. Okay. He's on the road. Listen, Ty, I'm just I'm praying for your adrenals, buddy. Uh, he's out there working it uh, to you know to get the next phase of the uh, the quest for the cures continues. He's traveling around the world. He's on the road again. Uh, he's, uh, Willie Nelson has got nothing on Ty Bollinger, uh, so that's what's going on there. And by the way, if you'd like to call in this hour, special bonus time right now. No waiting. Eight six six nine three nine Bell. Eight six six nine three nine two three five five. Thanks to Rand Paul. The NSA is not listening tonight, or if they are, they're doing it on their own dime. They're not being paid to listen to the Robert Scott Bell Show, which is, you know, listen, it's practically like if you do listen to the show, you are being paid because you're being given free information that you can take to make your health, your life better. So who's paying who here, huh? Anyway, we got calls coming in, 866-939-2355, 866-939-BELL. It's time to, uh, let's do one of those. We do have a call coming in. Let me just get this. I, I think I'm hearing from Dr. Rashid Batar. He'll be joining us momentarily. Uh, if you could call him on his cell there, Daniel, we'll get him in. Michelle's calling from North Carolina. That's where Dr. Rashid Batar is. Michelle, have you seen Dr. Batar? No, but I'd love to. 
Yeah, well, we'll hear from him momentarily. So real quick, I'll squeeze you in here. You have a question about white willow bark tincture. Is it safe for your one-year-old? Let me ask you this. Why do you want to give uh, your one-year-old some white willow bark? So he has had a fever come on. Uh, He had a fever a week ago, went away, Mm -hmm. and now tonight he has another fever. I've been giving him the um, King Bio Children's Fever Reliever. But right, I right. have the white willow bark and didn't know if this was another option if the fever doesn't break within a day or so. Sure, uh, but don't worry if the fever doesn't break. How high is the fever, by the way? Uh, it's only at one, it was 102.8. I know not to worry. It's hard not to. No, yeah, that, that's nothing not for, yes. yeah, it's nothing for a one-year-old. And uh, I don't know why you're worried to have it break right now or within a day. I'm not worried at all in this case. Uh, hey, can you can you call uh, the cell number for Dr. Batard? Get him on board. He's waiting. Uh, but, yeah, I, it's not something, that, you know, having raised two kids and as a homeopath that I would concern myself with. Of course, Belladonna is the classic homeopathic fever remedy for kids, and you, you're doing a comprehensive fever one for kids from King Bio, which is very cool. Uh, so no issue there. And, and if it doesn't break in a day or two, not, not a concern at 102.8 or even a 103. It will when it needs okay. to, as long as he's staying hydrated, right? He, you know, they might not eat yep. as much when they have a fever, but make sure they're hydrated and, and uh, should be fine. And white willow bark, have I given it to my kids when they were young? I just don't recall if I gave them at one year old. But if I gave them maybe a, a, a drop or two of the tincture diluted in water they don't need much at that point i don't have too much concern over a good quality clean tincture of that obviously you don't need to uh, give an adult dose or even a child's dose dose for an infant but for the most part i really relied on homeopathy at that point maybe a few drops of silver if there was a microbial challenge like the sovereign silver yep he's on the silver good excellent well, let, let me know. Maybe tomorrow I'll call back. Uh, we'll be on the air. I'll, I'll hear, for, hear back to see if anything changes between now and then. All right. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right, Michelle. Take care. Let's see. Do we have Dr. Batar on the line with us? I know we're trying to reach him. Uh, and like I said, he said he's trying to reach us. Uh, he's calling in, but it's not getting through. It's going to a recording, Super Don. Uh, we've got some uh, cancer discussion that I'll have uh, with Dr. Batar when he, when he calls. Oh, we do. Dr. Batar, welcome, my friend. I'm sorry, Robert. I was a you know. I think this five years is the first time I've been late for the radio show, isn't it? Yeah, I was just talking about you know being a complainy patient in your waiting room, going, "Where is that doctor? I've been waiting here you for five minutes." But the problem is with the ra- in the radio show since we do it in the evening, it's never been an issue. But and I wish I had some exotic story to tell you why I was late, but I was actually planting a tree. <laughs> you were planting a tree. You know, that's the one thing that's a legitimate excuse. You had to I find the one thing. I can't story. yell it. Yeah, I was You're planning... planning 32 trees, but I was in the last one. <laughs> oh, you were on the last one. Okay, now, don't exaggerate. We're already impressed no, actually, with you. I actually had no idea that it was that late, because the last time I asked somebody what time it was at 6.30, I got home from the clinic right at 6.15, and yeah. I went out there. So anyway, I apologize. I'm sorry. And I've been on hold no. for like the last five minutes. Well, you know, it was the payback thing. It's like he's making us wait in his waiting room. We're going to make him wait, see how it feels. Oh, well, hey, listen, I'm glad you're with us. We, we just took a call from a listener. I, I was joking tonight that it's the first time in years that the NSA will not be listening in on the Robert Scott Bell Show because Rand Paul stood up, and I'm sure your brother uh, Shad is pleased but with this, and basically shut down the Patriot Act and, and the violations of the Fourth Amendment, at least temporarily, uh, by not allowing its reauthorization. You know, what I can't believe is that I've been following this very, very closely. I've contributed the last, you know, last uh, week, a couple times, uh, to help this effort, and it happened midnight. I was actually watching. I waited till midnight to hear what happened, and you know, I'm on like multiple number of lists, so I knew what happened. 
But what I'm amazed about, Robert, is that nobody covered it in media. Nobody. I haven't heard it anywhere. I haven't heard it on TV. I haven't heard anybody talk about it. You know, it appeared in, in the the BBC covered it. I heard from some friends in England. They called and said, "Hey, we see Rand Paul on the news here talking about stopping the Patriot Act." And but in the in the mainstream media, all they're if they are covering it, Rashid, it, it, they're saying, "Oh, uh, well, he's he's obstructing the ability to catch terrorists." Right? I was like, "We don't have a free press in America unless you're in the new media like we are." I mean. It really is, and I hope that people all over the world that are listening to this, especially the people in the United States, relay this message because this is probably the single most important thing that's happened in the last 10 years in, in American politics. Out there. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. I, I, and I, we were speculating on, on what Rand Paul has done here because some have said, hey, he's not his dad, he's not his principal, he plays politics a little more than his dad. But on this front, you could tell he had had it. He's like, enough. This is ridiculous. This is why we fought a war, you know, the Revolutionary War, to stop this kind of behavior of, of government happening. And I think that for the listeners, Robert, and I don't know whether everybody knows this. I know you know this, but very few people probably know, like, why are we so against the Patriot Act? Because it was the Patriot Act where they added an amendment to the Patriot Act and pushed it through through the legislative process that basically prevented Americans that were injured by vaccines to seek damages from the vaccine manufacturers. Now, if you tell me, what does that have to do with patriotism or the Patriot Act? The answer is nothing, but that's one reason we're so against the Patriot Act, because they took all these uh, things that had nothing to do with patriotism or terrorism and added them to the to the bill and passed them through the House and through the, then through the Senate. So the Patriot Act essentially, or actually not essentially, in actuality, mm-hmm. prevented people to seek damages for being injured by vaccines, by uh, suing vaccine manufacturers. It, mm-hmm. it, to me, I cannot believe that that was part and parcel of the original Patriot Act. Well, and it, and it tells you the gifts to not only the military-industrial complex, but the medical-industrial complex, the pharmaceutical-industrial complex. We were just covering last hour with John Rappaport a bit about the Trans-Pacific Partnership and the globalism and how vaccines and drugs are a big play here. Because if a, if a state or a, a federal government decides to, to not play along with whatever's in the TPP that no one's allowed to even see, they could sue these governments because, hey, your, your vaccine rates aren't high enough now because we know how interwoven these global corporations with no allegiance to any nation or state are in these things like the TPP. Yeah, that's a very, very good point. And I think that the more I've been involved in the last five years with you, Robert, with the media, the historical perspective has become so paramount as far as realizing how important that history is because we tend to forget where we came from we and of course those that there's an old adage that those who forget history are destined to repeat it i believe something like that, that yeah doomed or destined to repeat it yes exactly and i think that just as an example the history of marijuana where it came where what it did what its basis was why it was ostracized and why it was demonized and why it was uh then eventually made illegal Nobody understands that history. We only know what we're told. So I think this goes back to what we talked about on the air a couple of weeks ago. Actually, I don't even know whether we mentioned on the air, but there was something that I came across, uh, a phrase, and that is that those who control the narrative, or those who control the narrative control the future. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. If you can rewrite history or even subtly erase certain key parts of history, you literally not only control the present, but you direct the future. 
as has happened you know in my life this is what i've talked about my awakening into natural medicine and real healing in that they had obstructed my ability to real realize that there was a whole history that was erased from the american public's eyes uh homeopathy in particular but herbalism and other forms of natural medicine that used to compete in an open market free market for real healing which we've lost and only has gotten worse under barack obama now, will it be uh, regained? Well, that's a question. Are we willing to learn from history and finally apply it in the present? And then that would change the future for the better. As is Dr. Rasha Bittar here doing some advanced medicine. We'll be back. we got a lot of cancer to talk about after this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. In all my years of radio, I've never seen anything like this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Making sense out of medical propaganda. Here's Robert. I just heard this joke on the break. Uh, Dr. Rashid Batar walks into a bar, but he doesn't drink. But he, you know, all the tough guys are looking at him, and so he orders raw milk in a dirty glass. That's how tough Dr. Batar is. And of course, his, his hands are dirty. He's been playing in the dirt, <laughs> and he's on with me doing some advanced medicine. Not afraid of the, of, of the microbes, are we? Are we? I was just going to ask you, Robert, what have you been smoking? <laughs> you you brought up cannabis, not me. <laughs> I'm just, listen, I thought it was very funny tonight. You're late to be on the show because you're digging in the dirt. I love that. That's the greatest story ever. Okay, and let, let, let's, let's quantify that. I was planting a tree. As much so, as my son would like to say, Dad, you were playing in the dirt, I was actually planting trees. <laughs> 32 of them, I hear. All right, well, let's go to this shocking revelation. This is covered on CNN and a number of other places. Researchers are meeting in Chicago, and they're hailing what they believe that may be a most potent weapon, a most potent new weapon in the fight against cancer. And you'll never guess what it is. The body's own immune system. <laughs> what? What is that? Did they say that? Yeah, I read that right. This is not something we knew about. Is it, Dr. Bizarre? Uh, I don't even know what to say. I, I'm, I'm... I know. I know. This is like I said, when we have to talk down to doctors to help them out, we're not kidding. Yeah, this is like even embarrassing to even cover a story like this. But, you know, how long have you known me? Wow. Yeah, with, we go back, what, to the 90s, don't we? Or I don't know. It's a long time. Yeah, I was going to say 98, 99, yeah. When yeah. did you do the narrative for the cancer uh, DVD? <laughs> I don't know when they were coming out. I mean, it was it was back then. I mean, we were talking about these very things you had already identified and implemented into your practice. It was part and parcel to, you know, who you are, who you became, what you are today as a physician. Well, um, that was very well said because I, I was going to say at least 14 years that we have been doing this widely, but I think that it was it, the DVD, the cancer DVD was in 2001. We did the narrative for that, and the whole focus of that is the five-step approach to cancer, which we'll just cover that really quick, if that's okay with you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first one is systemic detoxification. The second one is physiological optimization. third one is immune modulation. <laughs> fourth one is target acquisition, which has everything to do with immune modulation. Because once you've modulated the immune system and gotten it uh, repaired, then you have to help the immune system to identify what's foreign, cancer, which is the fourth step, which is the target acquisition. We can't tar- acquiesce a target unless your immune system is working because the immune system is the weapon 
that's going to acquiesce the enemy, which is a cancer in this, in this uh, situation. It's not a drug. It's not radiation. It's not chemotherapy. It's not some herb or some vitamin. It's your own immune system. And then the fifth one is maintenance. And that was in 2001 when we did the DVD to explain what we had been doing in cancer. So we're looking at 14 years ago when I'm preaching how it should be done, and now they're talking about a new therapy. So, you know, I guess what Dr. Aristovojdani said to the uh, American College for Advancement in Medicine in 2008 uh, when I lectured there for cancer, he said that we were doing, as far as he was concerned, he said he didn't know anybody that was doing more powerful work in the field of immune modulation and immunotherapy in, in the field of cancer than we were anywhere in the world. So hmm. that, that was, that was uh, in 2008, and he said we were 20 years ahead of everybody else. So, uh, you know, at least 16 years, 14 to 16 years. So he may be right. We may be 20 years ahead. I don't know. Yeah, we were there. I have. I'm a witness to it as I was uh, narrating. So yeah, this is amazing. But of course, they take the the concept which is sound and and muck it up with drugs because they think, well, we can make a drug do this, the immune system. And yeah. of course, the side effects yeah. that are direct effects of the drug are the downside. You know, even though they're acknowledging yeah. the immune system. And actually, you know, that other during the break when you brought up that other point, the, the question that was brought up, the other question we may want to cover on here, which I think we should at the end. Uh, sure. It brings up the same point again, and from a global standpoint, you know, for looking down from the aerial standpoint, looking down, we need to understand the basic overall uh, global concepts and, and realize that when we start talking about immunotherapy, but now we're going to bring in things like a radiation or chemo, you are completely 100% diametrically opposed to what you are dealing with when you're dealing with immune therapy, because immune therapy means your own immune system working, when you bring in things like steroids, when you bring in things like chemo, like radiation, you are now, by definition, destroying your immune system. So you cannot do both things together. It's like having two different arms pulling one off the side. You're not going to get anywhere. All right. Well, when we come back from this break, we, we may go to the calls. We certainly do have a question of the day related to this that I want you to comment on, as you, as you mentioned, Dr. Bittar. And if you'd like to learn more, of course, robertscottbell.com links out, as well as uh, medicalrewind.com, the easiest way to listen to the hundreds of hours available to you of Dr. Bittar and I, uh, well, doing our thing. And uh, I just said taking names or taking no prisoners. I don't know what we're doing. We're having a good time. We'll be right back. What kind of radio show is this? The Robert Scott Bell Show. Information is so good, it requires no expiration date. The Robert Scott Bell Show. We just took a call off the air uh, from James up in, uh, I believe, Pennsylvania. Nice guy. He was referencing a book called The Horrors of Vaccination by a guy named Charles Higgins, an investigative journalist way back in the 1920s, referencing the disaster of the mandatory vaccination campaign, particularly as it affected our troops coming back from or during uh, World War One. I. I thought that was fascinating, Dr. Batar. Yeah, I mean, the fact that it, that was a book that came out in the 1920s, so we're talking, you know, 95 years ago, and they were talking about the horrors of vaccines back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is interesting when you go back into the history, going back to Jenner's time, uh, the cowpox uh, vaccine that was maiming kids and they were losing their limbs over sepsis. And there was always a so-called anti-vaccination movement from the beginning. And they, they like to pretend it happened just because of Disneyland measles where nobody died, which is an absolute 
absolute lie. Again, the rewriting of history, like we talked about already. And, uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, it's stunning to recognize that this battle has been going on for a long time. And you just wake up to it and you go, wow, where was I? Yeah, that's exactly right. So uh, for me, it's, it's uh, I had, I knew that the movement's been going on for some time, but I honestly thought it was like the 50s or 60s, but that's 1920s. Wow, this is, this is, this is really, really important. In fact, i got to get a copy of that book. If you find it, Robert, get me a copy. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to do some digging on it. And if anybody else finds it as well, Charles Higgins, the author, uh, The Horrors of Vaccination, back from the 1920s. And uh, that actually uh, leads us now to, uh, well, I guess question time from our listening audience. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. All right. This question comes from Nina. and She's asking... She's using some really big words here, so bear with me as I try to read them. Nina says, my mother, and and then it says 8-hydroxy-2-deoxyguanosine, or guanosine, in OAT, O-A-T, test range is low. And I read it's ROS activity in cell. How can she increase ROS since her nitric oxide is also low and pyruvate is also low? Thanks, Nina. I, I think I just read some science there. I don't know what I just said. Well, Robert, I'll explain for the benefit of the audience a little bit of it, but really the, you just made my point for me because I think that when people start to look at these minute things and think that they are smart enough or that any doctor or scientist is smart enough to be able to control these intricate pathways in the body, you have already made them massive, colossal mistake. So what she's talking about when she's talking about the OSA, the organic acid testing, when she's talking about the ROS, she's talking about the reactive species. But the point is very simple, and that is this. If you detoxify the body and you give the body what it needs, you don't have to worry about all these various pathways and all these various reactions. And to think that you can give the body something like, you know, um, let's say, um, increase the pyruvate or increase, increase the succinic acid so that you have more in the prep cycle or whatever the case may be, it is a fallacy. So I do organic acid testing in my, in my clinic, and it's a very, very complicated test, and it's the fastest test that I cover with my patients, and virtually nobody ever asks questions, and this is what I tell them. I look at the test, I count the number of things that are high, I look at the number of things that are lower from the reference range, and I tell them, Here's where we're starting. This is a baseline. I tell them, expect the next two tests to be worse. And they're invariably, I would say, 95% of the patients, it gets worse. If mm-hmm. they have 10 things that are high, they'll end up having 25, 30 things that are high. The only things that I really look at in the beginning are things that are low because that may indicate that they may need some extra support, meaning like their antioxidants may be low. Like, for instance, vitamin C. Vitamin C low in somebody, then I'll give them vitamin C. Everything else I don't care about. As we start detoxifying them, you see these high parameters actually increase initially. You'll see more of a discourse, more of an imbalance. And then as the body starts coming back into line, everything starts falling back into place. The reason those parameters got worse is because of the Herxheimer's response, because of the detoxification exactly. process, mobilizing all the garbage. And then things fall right back into place. Now, I have had people, I have had doctors tell me it's so incredible that I'm able to do all this balancing and get the body just perfect. The organic acid test comes in completely normal within six months or a year. You know, and what's my secret? My <laughs> secret is I just get the hell out of the way. I clean up yes. the body. I don't do any of that other stuff. 
Yeah, I love this, Dr. Batar. This is so beautiful because it goes into the, the, as you said, the minutia, the detail that can be distracting and not helpful. And how many times have I helped somebody to get well, for instance, from, and we've talked about this on the air, the so-called hepatitis C diagnosis. And I've disputed whether they've actually isolated a hepatitis C virus, but let's leave that aside for the moment. When we modulate their immune system, when we detoxify their body, when we get out of the way, the numbers that they report at the beginning get worse. In fact, they get much worse. And the patients freak out when they run these numbers because the doctors are freaking out. And I'm saying, how do you feel? I feel great. Haven't felt this great in years. I said, exactly. Your body is doing what it's designed to do. It's just you're playing catch up on the detox pathways. Pay attention more to how you feel than the numbers they're trying to frighten you with because they want to poison you rather than heal you. And I don't know that they intentionally want to poison us, but the whole system is set up so that we're putting in more things to complicate an already complicated picture. Right. And most truths in nature are very, very simple. So I want you to remember this. There are over 100,000. Actually, you know what? I'm going to test you, Robert. I, I gave you the first part of it, but... How many reactions are going on in the body at any given time? Oh. I know you're a big fan of the book, but I just want to see whether you remember this. But you, but you, listen, you said I was high already. How am I supposed to, to tap into that detailed knowledge? 100,000 per second. Per you're, second. Very good. 100,000 per second, exactly. Per cell. 100,000 mm-hmm. reactions per second per cell. So now how many cells do we have in the body? Woo-wee. Now you're now you're having me. I'm gonna have to smoke another doobie. Actually, I didn't at all. I'm just teasing. But I mean, you get into those points where you go. The only answer is whoa. Yeah, it's it's, it's a lot. It's it's a big number. It's a, it's got 27 zeros at the end. It's actually the exact numbers in the book, and that's of course you know based on an average 160 pound person. But the point is that mm-hmm. you may be smart enough. When I say you, I mean anyone. <laughs> Maybe who are you looking enough. at and call it smart? <laughs> We, we may be smart enough as, as a human species to look at one or two, maybe three reactions and see downstream how it's going to affect the rest of the process, maybe three or four levels. But what, what about the fifth reaction, the tenth reaction, the twelfth reaction, the fiftieth million reactions? We don't know what's going to happen. And for us to start looking at these pathways, and remember, these pathways are only partially known. That's the mm-hmm. last known, you know, I mean, expense. We have no idea of many of these things. In between what's going on, we only know the pathways that we know, but for every one, for example, every one detoxification pathway impairment that we recognize, there's probably a thousand that we haven't elucidated yet. So when people talk about APOE or methyl tetrahydrate. Holy tamole, did we lose Dr. Batar? We can't. Not at this moment. This is getting too good. This is getting too intense. Oh, no. Try, try to reconnect. Because as Dr. Batar was just going into saying that we don't even know about these pathways, I wanted to bring up something with him. And Super Don, I sent this to you. And I didn't know if we would have time to get to this, but, but when we get him back on, I want to bring this up. That the entire scientific field of, of, of understanding the lymphatic system and the brain and the nervous system, they had no earthly idea that there was a full-on access to the lymphatic system to the brain. And they've just now, just now discovered it, published it this year in the journal Nature. 
that the, the well, brain isn't isolated from the rest of the body and has, there's no ins and outs in terms of lymphatic. Listen, <clears throat> I mean, this is incredible. Sci- listen, science yeah. has gotten around to that yet. You know? Oh, of course. I, oh, Dr. Batar, there you are. I, I, I was just saying. I don't think they liked what I was saying, Robert, and they cut it off. No, I know, but the thing is, it's so true. I was going to bring this up. I didn't have time to send this to you today. But in the journal Nature just published that they're shocked because they didn't know that the brain has full-on access to the lymphatic system and vice versa, that the lymphatic fluid, the immune fluid coming in through the lymphatic system is able to, to, to have direct access. They never mapped this thing out. And it's 2015. They're just now figuring it out. And so how many other things haven't they figured out? It's like a cockroach. You see one, there's a million behind the wall. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's absolutely exactly right what's going on here, Dr. Batar, and it's stunning. And that's why I thought it was cool that you just brought that up. Another interesting study, I don't know if you got a chance to read this, but a study, uh, quote, finds good and unexpected news for children with cancer. And this is basically an allopathic uh, viewpoint study, but it's acknowledging that reducing the radiation, reducing the chemotherapy dosages is actually it's leading to children living longer post-cancer treatment. You know, they were worried, oh, if we, if we lower the dose, would the children live? And they're actually living longer. Imagine that, reducing the toxic insult, reducing the poison, reducing the ionizing radiation would actually be better than full-on doses to charge everything they can for the parents of these kids. Well, they could actually see even better results if they stop using it. Well, yeah, but I mean, you think we got to get them there eventually. Maybe they'll figure it out. But of course, we've seen that with all of these, uh, uh, you know, say allopathic profitable monopoly treatments, it's not about abandoning their methods of, of, of monopoly practice and patent protection, et cetera, right? We've talked about antibiotics running out of steam, so to speak. And now they're analyzing and engineering nanoparticles of silver into the antibiotics. And well, lo and behold, they work again. Ignore the fact that if they didn't work and then you added silver nanoparticles and they did, that maybe all they needed was the silver. But they can't patent and profit off of it that way. So the system is designed to keep the ruse going, to keep the profit flowing. Yep, you're absolutely right. And they will do that, not just with antibiotics, but with any type of drug therapy. That's one reason they're not talking about the immune system. Oh, wait a second, let's back up on the chemo and radiation, give a little bit more credence to the immune system, support a little bit. Mm-hmm. And by definition, giving less chemo and radiation is going to be less of an assault to the immune system, and lo and behold, you're going to get a better outcome. So, you know, it's the same, same scenario. You're absolutely right. It's just another perpetuation of the, of the facade that's been created. Yeah, and then, of course, now they're also talking about the radiation, the damage to the brain, the treatment. Now they're acknowledging NBC News may be worse than the cure. Uh, yeah, uh, what is going on? I mean, there's massive transformation of consciousness. How fast and how rapidly does it impact uh, a general audience in the mainstream media? I'm not so sure how quick it happens, but we've been at it for years, and I'm just grateful that we can continue with this message. Well, I don't think the media is really catching on, but, you know, every now and then uh, maybe they get it right. But I think that the general uh, consciousness, at least the universal consciousness, definitely is increasing. We know it's increasing. We can feel it. We can see it. We have people that come up 
at least I know I have, and you've had the same thing you've told me off the air. Yep. Normal people are aware, and that's all we can, you know, all we can be thankful for. Well, we're grateful for all y'all being out there spreading the word. This is the place for health, freedom, and healing, liberty, advanced medicine each and every week with Dr. Rasha Bittar kicking off the weeks on Mondays. And, of course, go to medicalrewind.com and all the other places you can hear the archives for free. How's that for a bargain? When we come back, what is the U.K. mainstream media reporting about the HPV vaccine? Um, can you repeat the part of the stuff where you said all about the things? It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. Robert will be right back. Rocking the health world through the power of radio. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. He's the author of the international best selling book, The Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away, and occasionally he even shows up on time for advanced medicine. Uh, and I'm glad to have him here. We're having a good time. And Dr. Bittar, thank you for getting out of the dirt to come on the show tonight. I just if I wasn't clear about being grateful, I'm grateful. Yeah, you, you have a you have a great way of making sure you rub it in that I was playing the door. <laughs> you weren't able to make mud houses too. I wanted to be out there doing that. Oh man. Anyway. <laughs> Listen, we, we're all about the, the good good soil, right? Getting out and being organic as we are. Uh, okay, Robert, now, I'm, I'm not going to admit this, but here, I'm yeah. going to tell you this. Okay, I would have been here on time, but it started raining, and it was so much fun because there was more mud, and I could do more things with it. So that's fine. Well, dude, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I would want to be playing out in the mud. I, I'm a kid. I'm a, you know, well, we love to do that. So anyway, well, we've got to help a lot of the kids out there in this case. Uh, a lot of the mainstream media in the United States uh, doesn't cover the story directly at all. The human papillomavirus uh, they call it the cancer jab. You know, it's, it's, it's bogus to begin with, but let's leave that aside. In the United Kingdom, they have, a, and we were, we're heard, of course, our friends, hello, jolly old UK, our friends at UK Health Radio. Uh, in the Independent, they, they published a report that said thousands of teenage girls enduring debilitating illnesses after routine school cancer vaccination. What are they talking about? Uh, the HPV shot, Gardasil and Cervarix. And they've acknowledged the devastation that's happening among these teenage girls here. Health Impact News is covering it and wonders if uh, they're going to withdraw this because it's so shocking when you see the numbers. Yeah, you know, so tell me, what what was the most profound thing for you when you saw that? Uh, well, when I looked at the Health Impact News article, it was the sheer uh, number, particularly of HPV, uh, the adverse events. But if you look at the entire list, it's huge all the way through. Uh, but the HPV was just stunning in the numbers, comparatively speaking, on individual shots with AER or drug reactions. They're calling adverse reactions. Well, that's not what the most shocking thing for me was. Um, the most shocking thing for me was something completely different. So I see all these reactions, and, of course, you know, it's quite profound. And, of course, the, the HPV one was much higher. But what really, really struck me was the title of the study, or the title of the article, UK mainstream media prints the truth about HPV vaccines. Will story be retracted? Mm-hmm. Nobody's questioning the validity of the data, which we know is valid. Right. Nobody's trying to negate it. They're just saying, hey, are they going to retract this? So it shows the fact, uh, you know, is somebody going to make an argument against it? Is somebody going to try to say, oh, there's a different viewpoint? No. Are they going to retract the story? That's what's most profound to me, meaning that but we're talking about the awareness of in the, in the general population now. Even this particular, I don't know who this was that actually wrote this, but uh, it, it, to me it's very profound that they're asking, is the truth going to be retracted? They almost expect that when the truth has been stated, 
that somebody's going to retract it from mainstream media. So you see the the uh, level of confidence mm-hmm. that's in these journals where people put yeah. it. Hey, it's the truth. Of the, it, you know, it's the truth. That they're probably <laughs> who, who, that's yeah, who let the truth slip out there? And it is a shocking yeah. thing to see it. And so the question is, if you're half aware of what goes on at that level of media, you say, wow, they've got to find a way to undo this. This is, a, this is damage that they can't put back in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm. Now, that's, it is a very, very high level, Robert, but I'll tell you, I am not surprised by seeing that. And I would, if anything, for me, the surprise would be, you know, aside from what I just stated, would be that those other reactions don't have higher, rea- higher uh, side effect, higher incidence. Higher numbers, of, uh, exactly, health. exactly. Um, let's see, uh, a real quick question here. We've got a minute left. Uh, Ruth is asking, my son is experiencing spotty hair loss and is so embarrassed that he will not remove his hat. Uh, what can we do for hair? I, you know, these questions are too general and vague. We, we can't get to the heart of why this guy might be losing his hair and what age he is. Uh, I would just encourage, and we like answering questions on here. Uh, we can't play your doctor on the radio, but you've got to give us a little bit more detail, not a whole novel, but more than my son is losing hair. Just saying. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of times, you know, the age has to do with it. Uh, a lot of it, um, things like uh, psoriasis and alopecia, a lot mm-hmm. of them is a lot of those conditions are related to stress and internalization, and there's a lot of other components. And so it's a gut thing. I always start at the gut, and most of these problems get eradicated. The few that don't, then you can go yeah. on to other things. It's interesting that you say that because his mother Ruth says he doesn't want to give up any wheat or gluten, which means he may have inflammation of his gastrointestinal tract, especially if the wheat has been soaked in glyphosate from Monsanto. Which, if it's not certified organic, you can bet that it has. Hey, Dr. Batar, another great show. Even though you're a little behind the times, but you know you were so far ahead of it. It was okay that you showed up late. It was actually like being on time. <laughs> How's that, Next my friend? For being, you, Robert. Right. For being not high, my friend. Just high with friendship. All right. Back after this next hour. No, tomorrow. Because the power to heal is yours. Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show.